might want to be here this morning to see each one of us. Trust you had a good week this week, and it sure is good to be back in the Lord's house this morning. Let me give you a couple of announcements real quick while they're fresh on my mind. Uh, chicken stew be November the 5th. I know that's rather short notice, uh, but I got to thinking this week, uh, if you don't do it the 5th, I know several of you are going to be able to do it the 12th, and uh, if we don't do it on the 5th, you're going to quickly start getting into Thanksgiving and those types of things. Uh, so the plan is to have November the 5th, we're going to be here at the church, okay? Uh, that way, in case of weather, whatever the case may be, it'll be here in the fellowship hall. What time is that going to be? Well, it's eating about 5.30. about 5.30, Kenny said, on November the 5th, all right? November the 13th, that'll be the next Sunday after the chicken, or not the next day, but the week after. Uh, November the 13th, I believe that's right. That'll be... Uh, Old-fashioned day. Whoever said that? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, all I can think about is when you wear bibbed overalls. Old-fashioned day. That's it. And uh, that'll be on November the 13th. And then, does anybody remember off the top of your head? Are we still going to do the North Rips? That's sometime in November, but I can't remember. I looked this morning. It's after that. I'll let you know sometime. All right. We'll figure it out. Uh, then it's getting that time of the year. Thanksgiving's coming up. Christmas, all that. Let me put a few finishing touches on everything, and I'll, I'll should have you uh, line up as far as what it'll be uh, the month of December as far as Christmas services. If I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, this year Christmas Day will be on a Sunday. Uh, we'll work all that out. You can line up for that and all that, okay? And uh, we'll go from there. All right. Chicken stew November the 5th, then uh, Old Fashioned Day November the 13th. Don't forget our Jubilee. That'll be the end of December, 1st of January. You help me pray about that. Uh, I know John Pittman will be here with us in the evenings. Uh, because preachers from the floor morning and evening services. John Pittman will close out the evening services. And uh, then I've got a man on my heart for the mornings, but I haven't talked to him yet. I'll let you give you more updates on that when we get there. Okay? Anything I'm forgetting to announce my wife? Anything at all? All right. If not, I've got several requests on my heart. Ask you to help me remember. Remember my cousin, if you would. Uh, he's dealing with a few things. Remember him. And uh, several, several sick, several sick, like a lot going on with our family. Extended family wise, right now, remember each one of those. And the Lord knows the needs there. Remember all those sick and afflicted. Seemed like an awful lot happening around about us. Several churches without a pastor, several meetings going on, different things. And uh, you remember each one of those this morning, all right? Maybe this morning, so I have a special request before we pray. <coughs> Remember me and my family. Remember me and my family. I've got several Scott cancer and my sister lost got to have operation to AIDS. And my brother's got cancer. My other brother's got heart problems. It's just one after the other. Remember me and Larry. And I lost my family. Like y'all, I'd like y'all to remember my friend that's got cancer and remember her and her family. Right now, it's uh, uh, not looking very good as far as so. y'all pray for me. Amen. Amen. Remember these. Somebody else? My mom. Yeah, we remember my friend Bob and Tom from that's got cancer. We're going to have to start the streets. Pretty soon. 
If not, let's stand to our feet, get two of our ushers, they would come forward. We'll receive our Sunday morning off. That's for the priest, they would take some more work.
Everybody, man all of this one. All hearts for Teaching this morning of preaching on uh, the Good Samaritan. I had that on my mind all week, and uh, while the choir was singing, it uh, seemed like the Lord brought to my remembrance a message I preached. Well, I can't exactly because I just printed out the outline, preached it back in 2017. Of course, I know I preached it since, uh, but seemed like the Lord just brought that to my remembrance this week, this morning, while the choir was singing. And uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs 25. We'll just take a text from there, and then we'll be going to Genesis 45. Uh, but I won't take a text of Proverbs 25. We'll just say a few things, and uh, I won't be a help to you this morning. Seems like it goes along kind of what Miss Kendra sung, some of the testimonies this morning. And I just want to do my best to be a help, mind the Lord, all right? Uh, Proverbs 25, and read verse 25. And uh, then we'll pray together. All right, when you find your places, stand with me if you can in evil. Honor and reverence for the reading of the word of the Lord. Proverbs 25 and verse number 25. The Bible said, as cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. But read it one more time before what your Bible said. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. If the Lord hit me this morning, I won't preach just a little while on that thought. Good news from a far country. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, I should do love you. Lord, I'm thankful for the privilege of the honor to be back in your house this morning. Well, we can leave now so it's been good to be here. Thank you for meeting with us. Thank you for what you've done already. Lord, we've come now to another time of service. Lord, I realize this morning that I have no preacher made. 
Lord, I pray just for the Lord, would you give us utterance, give us unction, Lord, that only comes from you. Lord, I pray you meet the needs of the people. Lord, be with every request, both mentioned and unmentioned. Lord, if there be one here today discouraged, we can encourage our heart. Lord, if there be one walking far this away, I pray you draw them up close to you once again. And Lord, I pray most of all for that one here today, lost on them with that shit. Lord, I pray you'd speak to their heart, convict them, show them the realness of dying without you. Lord, I pray you'd save them, so they're lasting too late. We'll be careful this morning, give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. For we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name and for his sake. Amen and amen. You be seated. And thank you for standing with me uh, this morning. The Bible said, as cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news uh, from a far country. Now we realize, of course, this morning that uh, when I read that, you immediately think about the gospel, the good news that uh, Jesus loved sinners, that he that was born of a virgin, and that he died and was buried and rose again, and big victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And uh, we understand that. But I, I, several years ago, I preached this message, and uh, it was a help to me then. And uh, seemed like the Lord's giving me a refreshment of it this morning. But turn me if you would, Genesis 45. I want to look a little bit in the life of Joseph. Now, I, I'd love to take time to look through his whole life and look through several chapters and uh, make several points, but I hope this morning you're somewhat familiar uh, with Joseph, how that he uh, was sold into slavery by his brethren, by his brothers, how that uh, they tricked Jacob or Israel, uh, brought his coat of many colors. We, the children hear that story. Uh, they dipped it in blood, brought it to him, told his father that he died, and uh, Joseph went from the pit to uh, uh, so in the slavery in Egypt, went to Potiphar's house, you know the story there, how that Potiphar's wife tried to lay with him, and uh, when he ran wrong, he left his coat in her hands, and uh, then she lied to Potiphar, and he was sent to prison. Uh, then you remember how he interpreted the dream, and then he, uh, after this long process, he now, in our text, is the second, the right hand of Pharaoh. He is uh, essentially running all of Egypt. He has uh, been promoted. We understand yes. this morning that uh, all that was done in the providence of God, how that God had worked in his life, and uh, how that he had the dream originally, John, why his brothers hated him. Uh, he had the dream that they would bow to it. And we'll, in fact, we'll find that here in our text that that uh, dream, that vision comes to fulfillment that. Uh, Jacob sends the, uh, the rest of his brothers into Egypt except Benjamin, of course, and, uh, they're going to come get corn, great drought, taking place, and great famine, and they come and bow before Joseph to, uh, try to get corn to bring back to their daddy. And, in fact, in our text, I just, I'd love to read the whole chapter. We'll, we'll preach most of it, uh, before we get done, but I just want to read a few verses, but, uh, here in our text in verse number, uh, 23, they, uh, Jacob or Joseph has sent his brethren back to Jacob. In fact, they, by this point, they know who he is. They've come to, uh, get Jacob. He desires for Jacob, his father, uh, to come be with him in Egypt. Watch what your Bible said. And to his father, he said after this manner, ten asses laden with the good things of Egypt. Ten she asses laden with corn, bread, and meat for his father, by the way. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed. He said to them, See that you fall not out by the way. Verse 25, They went up out of Egypt, came in the land of Canaan, unto Jacob their father, and told him, saying, Joseph 
is yet alive. Now, can you imagine, you mamas and daddies, for years now, Jacob's believed that Joseph is dead. In fact, the same boy's now telling him he's alive is the same one's John that told him he died. And uh, they go down to Egypt and come back and say, Daddy, take Joseph, he is alive. That's not all they said. Watch what else they said. And he is governor over all the land of Egypt. Watch what your Bible said. Jacob's heart faint, for he believed them not. Jacob said, I don't believe. Is that right? Yeah. And that's what he said. Jacob said, I don't believe it. The Bible said his heart fainted, uh, for he, he believed them not. I, I'm not trying to be ugly this morning. They've come to him with good news. They've come yeah. to him. Uh, with glad tidings, if you would. And the Bible said it's cold waters to a thirsty soul. Uh, the soul is good news from a far country. They, God, they've come out of Egypt. They said, Daddy, uh, we've been wrong all this time. Jake Joseph is alive. Uh, and that's not all that he, that he is. He's governor over all the land of Egypt. You think Jacob would have jumped for joy. Uh, but the Bible said his heart fainted. Uh, for he believed them not. Isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. Nothing about that. I, I don't mean this. I don't mean this ugly, but uh, I see that quite frequently, Lady. I, I see it on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Uh, uh, me or someone for you to get up and uh, proclaim the good news, proclaim that yeah. Jesus died and He loves sinners and that He uh, He'd saved you. Uh, right. You think it makes people jumping for joy? Yet it seems like they're not. Uh, uh, simply like for Jacob's case, uh, it's hard pain because they believe they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob said, that's too good to be true. Yeah. Can't happen. So that's what's happening in our text. Uh, they've now been passed. Uh, uh, then brethren become our text a picture of the church. Uh, they've been tasked by Joseph uh, uh, to go to his father uh, and bring him back. Isn't that right? Uh, convince him uh, uh, that he's alive, that he wants him to come. Man, uh, is that not our job as a church this morning that uh, we've been tasked to convince the lost and damn world that he is alive and he loves those sinners and uh, that he'd save you this morning. And yeah. So that's what we find in our text. They're convincing him uh, of the good news. Now, uh, for sake of being ahead of myself, let's read on down to the remaining of the chapter. Uh, the Bible says in verse 27, and they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them. Watch this boy like this. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. And Israel, that's called by Jacob, but see now his spirit's revived. He's, he's went back to uh, what the Lord changed his name to. Right? Ever since Joseph had been dead, he'd been calling himself Jacob again. But now his spirit is revived. And the Bible said, and Israel said, It is enough, Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him uh, uh, before I die. So we see this morning, they uh, uh, know they were uh, uh, victorious. They were uh, effective in convincing him uh, uh, that Joseph was alive. They were they convinced him. Uh, in fact, John, he chose to go see him. Isn't that right? Now, as a church, I'm pretty interested in that. Aren't you? Yeah. I want to know uh, what it is that convinced the Bible plainly said his heart painted because he believed them not. Uh, he went from unbelief, uh, brought him to belief. He said, it 
Yes or no? Joseph, my son, get a lie. I'll go see him before I die. I don't know what changes his mind, don't you? Yeah. Let's know a few things together. This is good news from a far country. You say, preacher, what convinced him? Well, I'll show you a few things they told me. The Bible said in verse number 26, watch this. And they told, and told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive. First thing Jacob's going to have to understand, or Israel, you're going to have to understand, believe, they want to believe he's alive. Can I say this morning, that's uh, pretty, pretty par for the course uh, concerning a sinner. Uh, uh, the world has no problem believing there was a man named Jesus that died on the cross. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where the problem comes in, you get to talk about he's alive, and heaven he rose again. It yeah. seems like that's a hard way, that's a hard thing for a lost man or a lost woman to comprehend that, yeah. uh, that he could die and get his alive forevermore. Yeah. So I'm glad to convince him of this. Watch what your Bible said. Notice three things they did uh, to convince him. The Bible said in verse number 27, watch what your Bible said. And they told him, all the words of Joseph. And I say this, the first thing they used to convince him was his word. Yeah. All right? Yeah. They said, Dad, we don't really know how to explain it to you, but let us just tell you what Joseph said. Man. Can't you imagine as they began to tell him uh, how that they sold him into slavery and uh, they've admitted all that? And they said, Daddy, he said from there, uh, he went down to a man named Potiphar. He, he, he was in Potiphar's house. And, Potiphar's house was prosper under Joseph's hand. But uh, then all this transpired with his wife. And then he ended up, he's in the prison, Daddy. And uh, he stayed there. He's in there with a butler and a, and a baker. And uh, they had a dream. And he interpreted the dream. And uh, then they forgot about him. But then eventually Pharaoh had a dream. And uh, he called it the, uh, the the keeper of the prison remembered him and called him up out of prison and uh, he told Pharaoh his dream but now did it He's sitting at Pharaoh's right hand uh, everything's under his control and told him his word yeah. Yeah. God say this there is no replacement for the word of God that's right all right Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God uh, God say we've got a real good avenue that uh, for sinners to say I'm not talking about gimmicks and plays and I put on dramas and all that. I'm not, I'm not necessarily against it, but I'll be honest with you, I'm not necessarily for it. But I tell you what, we'll work. Uh, I'll just run right back and preach the word of God. It'll work this morning. They told us words. But we find that evidently, uh, just the words uh, must not have been enough for Jacob. The Bible said, "What's what the Bible said?" They told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. Then notice this. And which he had said to them, and when he, talking about Jacob, saw the wings which Joseph had sent to carry him. So not only do we see his word, but I will say this, notice the wings. The Bible says that apparently, uh, now Joseph Noah was interested in his daddy cup. been several years up to this point. Uh, oh my, I'm about to come unglued. And, and God, he was so interested in his daddy being there with him that uh, he didn't just say, go get him and bring him the best that he can. Uh, but apparently, Michelle, he sent wagons with the express purpose uh, of carrying Jacob back to him. I'm about to come slap unglued. Uh, 
Husband, before he can tell you, I get down my nose, but it's all right. Husband, wife, it's become a picture of the grace of God. Oh, when we couldn't get to it. When we could have never made it. Hearts he glad that he said grace. But Jacob by this time was an old man. In fact, he said, uh, is it verse number, uh, the last verse of chapter 1, verse 8 is, I'll go see him uh, before I die. Earl, he's almost on his death, but he believes he's going to die in a moment. Uh, he can't journey to a far country. Uh, he doesn't have the ability to walk to Jacob, uh, to, to, to Joseph. He doesn't have the ability to get there. Uh, he doesn't have the ability to make it that far. Uh, but Joseph, in his wisdom, uh, and in his grace, had sent wagons of Egypt. Uh, oh, my, but come on, Luke. Uh, and sent the wagons of Egypt to carry his father. Uh, and the Bible said that when he heard his words, uh, and he saw the wagons, and Jacob's heart revived. Uh, oh, y'all want to help me, are you? Uh, a glad day, glad day. It was the word of God that condemned me. Uh, and showed me I was a sinner. The Bible said with that law, there can be no offense in that right. It was the law. It's my schoolmaster that showed me that I was a sinner that deserved to die and go to hell. But when I saw the wagons, when I saw the grace of God, when I realized it was the law, the word of God that put me under condemnation. But when I saw his grace, that he loves sinners and by grace, through by grace, Grace through faith are you saved? Uh, yeah. When I saw the grace of God, uh, uh, my heart revived within me. Uh, I realized there was hope. Uh, yeah. uh, where great were sin did amount. Uh, uh, great did much more amount. Uh, and when he saw the way, his heart revived. Yeah. Watch this. So we see he heard his word. He saw his way. It's a picture of grace. But not only that, watch this. Notice with if you would. They showed him his word. They uh, showed him his wagons. But then, watch what your Bible said in verse 23. <laughs> and to his who? Talk to him now. To his who? Father. Jacob. To his father. He said after this man. Now watch this. He asked Laden with the good things of Egypt. And then she asks, laden with corn, bread, meat for his father, by the way. Now, let's, let me slow down this minute. Jacob sent them boys down to Egypt because they're in a famine. Right? They have nothing. Right. They have no corn, they have no bread. They're going to starve to death down there in Canaan. So he's hurt in Egypt. They have bread. Oh, my, the providence of God that God allowed him to be sold into slavery, go into Potiphar's house, go into the prison, and end up in the palace. And now, because of that, under Joseph's leadership, Egypt has stocked up on corn, and God allowed all that to happen uh, to allow his people to be able to be rescued uh, during this drought. And Jacob sends him boys down there. They've got nothing back home. Isn't that right? He's living in a wasteland. Nothing to eat. Just wait when the boys come back. Verse 23, the Bible said to his father, he said unto this matter, ten asses laden with the good things of Egypt. Now, I don't want to change scripture, but I, I, I'm going to alliterate it. They showed him his word, they showed him his wagons, and they showed him the wonderful things of Egypt. Isn't that right? Yeah. Watch this. Ten she asses laden with corn and bread and meat for his father. By the way, listen, oh my, I got to hurry. They said, Daddy, he's alive. And if you don't believe us, just hear his words. If you don't believe us, just see his wagons. If you don't believe that, look at the wonderful things of Egypt that he said. That's his blessings. Yeah. Oh, listen. What's my, I like that last little phrase. 
Bible said, laid corn and bread and meat for his father by the way. Look at me. Oh, no, that means that's not all that Joseph's going to give Jacob. That's just what he sent for him uh, for the journey to get there. If you get a hold of that, you shout. I mean, just say that. What I'm saying to me is that the best was still coming. He just sent some lessons to get it right. 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 And Jacob along the way, that ride, that, uh, that ride in the wagon, uh, uh, when they don't have would get to the place, uh, it's better than walking, but don't have. Uh, there might be some times along the way that uh, Jacob would say, wonder if he's really alive, or uh, may begin to have some doubts, or may begin to get homesick, or uh, may get to thinking about stopping along the way. Uh, uh, Joseph sent some things, there were some sacks in them, uh, on them donkeys, and uh, Jacob would say, hand me some of that bread, uh, hand me some of that corn, uh, show me some of them good things of Egypt again. Oh my God, I not have enjoyed it, but this morning, uh, uh, I, I sure enjoyed that little three minutes of preaching I did. Uh, uh, can I say this? Uh, you know what that was? Uh, at least in my mind, uh, uh, that was just some good things of heaven. Uh, uh, that's yeah. just a taste. That's yeah. just a glimpse. Uh, that's just something to get through, by the way. Uh, yeah. That's far from the best. Uh, oh. The best is yet to come. Uh, uh, but I'm glad he sent some things for us. Uh, yeah. By the way, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. We see as he heard his words. He saw his wagons. That's a picture of great. See, saw the wonderful things of Egypt. That's some lessons that Joseph sent for him along the way. And the Bible said in verse number 20, verse number uh, 27, that when he saw the wagons which Joseph sent to carry him the spirit of Jacob, their father revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is get alive. I'll go and see him before I die. Can I say this? I'm glad that the Lord, now listen to me, I, I made the statement that we're a picture, and boys are a picture of us, of us as the church, that's true, but can I say this? The only thing in the world we have to do, God, just point them to him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see anywhere in the text where they said anything they did, they just said, here's what Joseph said. Here's what Joseph said. Here's the good things Joseph has uh, Oh my, happy day, happy day. Uh, listen, I, I'm all for the church growing, but can I say this? Uh, Nancy, we don't need a gimmick. We don't need a new program. We don't need Amen. any committees. Uh, let me just see the point of him. It's another thing what he said. Uh, yeah. Let me show you what he's done. Uh, right. Let me show you what he's done for us. Uh, how do you say you convince somebody he's alive? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They said, Daddy, he's the first thing they said. They said he's living. That's not all they had to convince him of. Not only did they have to convince him he's living, but the next thing they told him was this. They said, Not only is he living, he's Lord. All right. Look with me in verse number 9 of chapter 45. Chapter number nine of verse forty-five. Chapter verse number nine of chapter forty-five. Watch what your Bible says. Joseph tells him here in verse nine, "Hasty and go up to my father and say unto him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me, tarry not." But you know what I find? I don't find anywhere in this text. John, that once they believed he was alive, that Jacob had any trouble believing he was Lord. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Once he believed he was living, I don't see him any trouble believing he was Lord. But for sake of good preaching, can I say this? He is Lord this morning. Yeah, amen. 
He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. As the old song says, when they crown him Lord of all, I'll be there. Well, that makes for a good song, I reckon. But can I say this? Whether I'm there or not, he is Lord of all. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He doesn't need me to be there to crown him Lord of all. He is Lord of all. Yeah, right. I said all things were made by him for him. Not place it said by him all things consist. All by he's Lord of all. Yeah. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And uh, can I say this? Boy, that sure does thrill my heart. Yeah. All right. Now all that's pretty easy to believe. We see the typology. They said, Daddy Joseph's still alive. In fact, what's interesting, let me say this. What's interesting in them brothers, they were the ones that told him he was still. Yeah. All my I love sinners get saved. Spent their whole life saying it's not real. It's not real. It's old fairy tales, just old fairy tales. Get saved by the grace of God. They'll spend the rest of their life saying he's alive. It's real. It's true. He's alive. He's alive. Oh, God, that may not be helping you, but it's helping me. And they said, Daddy, he's he's Lord. You know what really gets me? Here's what else they said. They said, Daddy, not only is he alive, I want to see the Lord and say, Daddy, he loves us. What about that? The very ones, John, that sold him in slavery. The very ones, John, that put him through all this stuff. He still been at home with his daddy. Had it not been for his brethren, some of them slavery. Never would have went through that whole ordeal he laid with Potiphar and his wife, but they not sold him in slavery. Never would have ended up in prison for all those years if I had not sold him into slavery. And they said, Daddy, what really amazes us, not that he's alive, it's not that he's Lord, but it's the fact that he loves us. Yeah. Even after all that, oh my. So Kenny thought this morning on Adam, and had Adam not sinned the garden, man not sinned, Christ would not have had to die. Christ would not have had to suffer. It was our sin and our shame and our filth that caused him to endure the suffering and pain of Calvary. It was our sin that caused him to leave the Father had come and dwell among sinful men. If not for us, John, none of that would have ever had to take place. It was not he that severed the relationship. But rather, it was man that sinned and severed the relationship between God. We caused the suffering. We caused the pain. Uh, he, he, for our iniquities was his strength. Yeah. With all that, answer, he still loves us. Yeah. What about that? Where's the reason he suffered? You know why he died at Calvary for me and for you? That's that he that knew no sin became sin for us. That us through him might be made the righteousness of God. What about that? What his sin or my sin, your sin. Yet because of that he died for us. Yet because of us that he suffered. Yeah, he loved us anyway. Can you imagine when the boys told Jacob that? Now here they knew that he was alive. They knew that he was Lord. Watch what your Bible said. Let me read it to you. I'll hurry. Bible said in verse 10 of chapter 45. Watch what your Bible said. Thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me, thou and thy children, and thy children's children, and thy flocks, and thy herds, and all thou hast. And there will I nourish thee, for there are yet five years of famine, lest thou and thy household all that thou hast come to poverty. This is what Joseph tells him boys to go back and tell Jacob. Watch what he said. Thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, thou shalt be near unto me. Thou, 
thy children, thy children's children, and thy flocks and thy herds and all that thou hast. He wasn't just interested in Jacob coming back. He was interested in brethren coming too. Right. He said, tell daddy how to take care of him and all his children and all his grandchildren and all his flocks and all his herds and everything he's got. I'll take it all because I love each and every one. That's what he said. Yeah. He said, I love y'all. I don't want to see anything happen to any of you. It ain't going to get no better. It's five more years of famine. You tell daddy I love every one of can you imagine the tears running out of their boys' faces knowing they's the ones that sold them into slavery? They's the one told their daddy was dead. It was because of them all of a sudden he shame and come on Joseph. Yet he's still up. Hey, that night, that hour in your life when you realized you was a sinner and with that realization come the fact that you realized that he, he suffered for you. Yeah. Yet he's still up. Oh, y'all ain't getting that, I don't believe. Died at Calvary because of your sin. But yet he still loved you. Yeah. Happy day, happy day. That sounds pretty good. He's Lord. He's living. He's Lord. He loves us. Here's the third thing, fourth thing he had to tell him. They said, Daddy, that, that, that's, that's not all we're going to say. They said, Joseph said, Daddy, he's alive. Daddy, he's Lord. Daddy, he loves us. It's the last thing he told us he was He longs for us to do Yeah. What about that? What's what your Bible said? Mary, I'll quit. I'm done right here, I promise. What's what your Bible said? Let me look at my notes. I told you it's been three years since I preached this. Bible said, verse number 13. Watch this. Verse number 13. Bible said, Ye shall tell my Father all my glory in Egypt. And of all that ye have seen, ye shall haste, bring thou my father hither. Watch this. Joseph said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go tell Jacob of all my glory in Egypt. I want you to tell him of everything you've seen. He said, make haste. What that means? It means hurry. We'd say it like this. I tell my boys, I'll tell them, We'll be out there working on something, and I, I tell them, Lord, I'll say, go get me that adjustable wrench, and they'll take you all the other up. And I'll say, hey, don't let no grass grow on your feet. Let's go. I, I say, make haste. Hurry up. And they're like, don't take your time. Move with it. That's what Joseph was saying. What he was saying to Shem was this. I cannot wait to see Jack. Oh, you'll get this in the head. You know what Jesus is saying this morning? Lydia, he cannot wait to say me and you. Yeah. What about that? Cannot wait to see his bride. Make hate! Bring him down here to me. What about that? Let me hurry. I'm quick. Make haste. He wanted to hurry. There was an urgency to him. Can I say this to those of us that are saved this morning? There ought to be an urgency. Or to have an urgency deep down in our soul bring others to Christ. I have said, Lord, it's not like certain promise, some make him slackness, but his long suffering does for Not one that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. His desire, John, to see every man and woman will say. He's tasked us this morning to share his word, and share his grace, and share his blessings. That's three things that convinced Jacob he was alive. 
Oh my, there ought to be an urgency to share the gospel, the good news. We see the urgency to make case. Then watch what your Bible said, and I'll quit. Turn on to Genesis 46. Genesis chapter 46. Genesis 46 and verse number 29. Genesis 46 and verse number 29. Now a lot of things have transpired. They're making their way back. Jacob's in the wagons. And John, they're just about to get to Joseph. Now Joseph, he's living. But no, he's Lord. There's no one save Pharaoh higher in Egypt than Joseph. Well, you know as good as I do. When they get there, Joseph's going to sit in the palace and let them come to him. You know as good as I do at the most, Joseph's going to send somebody to go meet him at the gates. What's what you might have said? Watch this. Verse number 29. The Bible said Joseph made ready his chariot. Not Joseph had somebody. Joseph made ready his chariot and went to meet Israel, his father, the Goshen. Presented himself unto him, and he fell on his neck. Oh my, watch this. And he fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. I don't have it. First of all, I preached that this Bible, the Bible I was using before this, and I read and preached that up. I had that a good while underlined about 15 times. Oh, can I can I say something? I'm glad Nancy, you said, Preacher, how do you know that he longs for us to be with him? Because he's not sending an angel. He's not sending an angel. Not even Kirk sending an archangel. He's not waiting surely for us to get there. Oh, one of these glad days he's coming personally. He's going to meet us for everything. Over in Psalm, Psalm 24. I'm going to get that with it the other morning. We're talking about uh, oh Lord Hayden. Somebody told us something before. I'm going to butcher it. Turn over to me. I'm going to butcher it. I'm going to read it. Well, somebody get there. Psalm 24. How about you there? Psalm 24. What does the Bible say? Let's see here. Verse number 7. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift, be, be lift up the everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come here. Watch this. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty and mighty. I don't have to talk about all this too much, but that's talking about after Calvary. Remember, Mary, seen him in the garden. He said, touch me not, for I have not yet ascended unto my Father. He had not yet presented the blood. Isn't that right? Oh, can you imagine the host of heaven when he walked in and uh, the Lord strong in battle. He went to battle at Calvary. Was victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Defeated yeah. sin. Yeah. Uh, here he come in, marching in through the gates of the city. Uh, here he is, the Lord strong and mighty in battle. Isn't that right? Yeah. Oh, but that's not the only time that see. What put the Bible said? Verse number nine. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, the everlasting Lord. And the King of glory shall come in. Now watch verse 10. Who is this King of glory? Second time the psalm has asked that question. But the answer this time is different because it's talking about a different time. Is that right? He came in Calvary. He was the Lord strong in battle. Yeah. Watch what it says in verse 10. 
Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. You and I, I was not there in verse number and verse number eight. Alright? He entered in when the throne of God placed the word of the mercy seat for ever atoning the man the sin. But I will run up be there in verse 10. Alright? That's when he'll step out, not come to the earth, but come. We'll meet him in the air. Isn't that right? The dead in Christ shall rise first, and those of us which are alive and remain shall be called up to together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's talking about the rapture, isn't that right? And when that takes place, oh my, there'll be another cry in heaven. Watch what he said. Listen, watch this. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Can I say all of heaven will rejoice, not because he was victorious. That's already taking place. But now, on one of these days, all of heaven will rejoice when he marches us through the gates of heaven. Now, and shows the reward for his victory. And shows the purpose. And shows his bride. And all of heaven will proclaim that he is the king of glory. Picture here, Genesis 45. Can all that say here? Picture Genesis 45. Joseph, Sarah, was chariot, man of Bible said when he met him, surely, boy, I like this. He failed his father's name because he couldn't wait for him to get there. Finally got there. Watch this. Say, wait on his name for a good while. <coughs> Almost like time had ceased to be. Yeah. Listen. Caught up again with the Lord in the air. And so, shall we ever. They were almost like I just ceased to Yeah. Have a real time. Don't get me So, Richard, what are you going to do when we get there? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm getting ready to make you mad. Y'all stay with me pretty good this morning, but I'm getting ready to make you mad. <laughs> you, some of you heard me say this before. Heard all my life. When I get there, I want to say, I've heard preachers say, when I get there, I'm going to ask Noah what it's like to build the ark. I'm not. Amen. I've heard them say when I get there, I'm going to ask Elijah what it was like to pray there, but I'm not. I've heard when you get there, I'm going to ask Daniel what it's like to go down in the lion's den. I'm not. Well, he's going to get my hand. I've heard I'm going to hug mom and boy, I'm going to be saying, I'm not. I told you he's going to die. Didn't I say he's going to die right now? I've heard I can't wait to serve I don't. I'm not too excited about that. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I will fall out of his yeah, One Bible say, and he kissed his neck for a good while. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to fall out of his feet and worship him for a good while. All right. All right. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know how long Joseph and Jacob stayed like that, but I'd say I, my plan, my plan, Ron, if you want to talk to me in heaven, you're as far as taking them because my plan, I, I know time will cease to be. But my plan is to stay in the street for I don't know five trillion years. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, just just thank him and praise him and worship him and, and, and see and see the ones that I, I mean, their time hits it. I don't know how to be. It's just how my, my words. Uh, 
happily for ever is, not after is, but forever once a time we thought we might win. Happily we lift our head up and see the prince in his hands. Happily see where they pierced his side. Happily we said, oh, it's going to take another trillion years to thank you for all they've done for me. Happily turn your rotten wretched sinner on to me in hell. And here I am in the presence of the Lord. But you know what really excites me? It wasn't just Jacob that had his feet. But the Bible said that Joseph fell on his neck. Yeah. Yeah. No way to get that argument. He was just excited to see Jacob as Jacob was to see him. Yeah. No way to waste the argument. What I'm trying to say is he has, uh, he's going to be just as excited to see me as I am to see him. Anyway. Well, he loves us that much. Uh, Dirty, rotten, wretched sinners that ought to be in hell. But he loves us and he longs for us to be with him. He's excited early about seeing me again. Can you believe that? They told him four things. They said, Daddy, he's living. He's Lord. He loves us. And he longs for us to be with him. The Bible said, Israel's heart revived. And he said, it is enough. Right. Yeah. You never get a sinner to see him alive. He's Lord. He's Lord. And I'm going to say, yes, yes, and I. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I will say this when I'm done. The accusation is going to give us all limitation. 